Hey everybody, this is Zach. And this is Stuart. And uh, this is uh, part episode two of our uh, new format for the Afro Super Show podcast. Yeah. Um, where we kind of take a, a second to, to have like a like an icebreaker and then we go into me, me, me's. We're moving a little bit away from the um, one episode media block. Uh, yeah, where we like hyper focus on one particular subject, piece of media, yeah. certain thing yeah, like just, that. Just because of the intricacies of what it takes to record in pandemic land you know maybe at some point we'll move back but um this is a, a much easier setup uh to to move forward with at this point yeah exactly since we are still recording remotely yeah yeah um and uh, yeah so the the topic for this episode is uh what i like to call the anime hole yeah what the actual uh topic is is uh, kind of the first anime that, that pulled us down into the anime. Yeah, and I was thinking it was sort of the first anime and like kind of what we're watching right now and certain things just kind of general about anime and the the format and everything along those lines. Yeah. So, uh, Well, did you want to kick it off since, since yeah. I kicked off the, uh, the last one? Yeah, oh. so, <laughs> so uh, I know a lot of people... And I did get sort of my experience of anime through Toonami and, like, through Cartoon Network. But that was more of, like, mainstream anime and everything along those lines. The other particular animes that really kind of, like, I guess opened my experience of, like, oh, wow, there are more different types out there is is anime that i'm about to talk about because you know again i did see like a couple of particular animes like on tv like so my my first actual anime that i saw was a card capture or card captor sakura do you know about that anime i do it's actually on uh prime right now oh is it Mm-hmm. interesting i did not know that that is cool uh but it is a fantastic um i guess predecessor to pokemon in a way because the main character sakura had to <clears throat> basically recapture all of these spirits that she had let loose through somewhat of like a tarot deck yeah which is actually kind of an interesting setup it is really kind of cool and she has like a magical girl transformation Mm -hmm. she also has these like flying boots and as all magical girls have a snarky yet resourceful pet (laughs) she has that like lion that um you know basically helps around and since i ended up watching this anime on tv it was the english dub or the english subs and stuff like that and <laughs> that lion i forget the lion's name but that line was whoever did the voice acting for that line was hilarious 
<laughs> but that was definitely one of like the animes that kind of got me into it. Yeah. But I can remember so the actual first anime that like I went out to sort of seek out on my own where it wasn't like airing on TV. I had to actually find like a DVD or not DVD. And this is this is how old it is. It was a VHS. <laughs> was um Ramna in a half. Now, do you know of this particular? I do know Ramna one half. Yeah, which explains a lot about me. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I had um seen this this one particular anime from uh, Dragon Con. So, if you are un unaware or not aware, I know Zach, you're aware of this, but. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is Dragon for the Call, listeners. Yes, for the listeners. Dragon Con actually does a like a viewing. They have uh, viewing rooms where you can go and sit down and like watch particular episodes or shows of animes that they, you know, have airing. And my my father basically worked at a local I guess newspaper it was a free newspaper place here in atlanta and he would get free passes so he would bring me along and you know i was the in between that like teenage age and i remember watching one episode of rob nun half i was like wow this is like and you know, I, I look at it. This back. is risque. Yeah, it's like Ooh, this is super risque, but like it was interesting. And I was like, I'm going to like seek this out further. <laughs> so I had watched one episode, and it's about if you don't know Ramna and a half, it's about a, a character who is cursed. Him and his father, and his father, they're both martial artists, and his father's, like, taught him, like, you know, particular martial arts styles and stuff like that, but they end up going to a hot spring, but it's a cursed hot spring, but they don't know it's cursed, and they end up, like, sparring and stuff, and they both end up, like, falling into these hot springs. Now, the hot springs are cursed where if you fall into the hot spring, you transform into whatever I guess died in that hot spring. It's like <laughs> cursed because like somebody drowned there. Like his father fell into a uh, hot spring where a panda had drowned. So now his father turns into a panda whenever cold water is sprinkled on him or he gets in contact with cold water, but then turns back into the grandpa when hot water is poured on them. Ramna, on the other hand, falls into a cursed spring where a very young, beautiful woman uh, died. And so he actually transforms into a woman, which is interesting. Um, you can definitely see the, uh, the risque part of it. But they are traveling because he is, um, I guess, not engaged, but betrothed to another martial artist's daughter so 
things ensue and there are all sorts of like hilarity and whatnot uh love triangles between him the daughter the daughter's older sister younger sister another male from the school all sorts of different things and there's like martial arts battles and it's very cheesy it's it's like looking back at it it's not a great anime but it's still entertaining <laughs> but i remember i was so infatuated with it i went to video dome here in atlanta and they have like really weird i guess selection and they actually had like the first season where you could rent it i remember renting that and like watching it with my dad and my dad was like wow there's like a lot of like risky parts in this anime <laughs> i was like yeah that's that's there are that's the point <laughs> but it's also a thinker too um <laughs> but yeah i also remember like i ended up buying the second season at dragon con and this oh. is when anime was on vhs so it was like 10 vhs's which are huge, like <laughs> in this long box, yeah. um, you had to decide between like subs or dubs because again, yeah. it's on a VHS and you couldn't like change it out or anything along those lines. And I, I just like, that was such a horrible decision because like the next, I don't know, the next Dragon Con like DVDs had come out and <laughs> I was like, dang it, I should have gotten a DVD. But um, yeah, Ramadan and a Half was like my first kind of like non on Toonami or TV sort of anime. And then it just kind of led me down a, a further hole. Like I remember watching Bubblegum Crisis. There was a old Bubblegum Crisis, but then they also made a remake of it. And I ended up oh, watching. They did? Yeah, the remake. It was like the 2001. Huh. Oh, yeah. yeah um which was really interesting i also remember going to dragon con so dragon con um i guess back in the day uh would separate their kind of vendors like you would have like the legit vendors upstairs but then you would have like not seedy but like ones where like people didn't really ask too many questions because i remember getting a a VHS, and it was clearly a bootlegged VHS or DVD. I think it was a bootlegged DVD of like the Dragon Ball Z Brawly movie of like fan subs, <laughs> and it was it was not <laughs> great, but like it was the only way to sort of like see this Japanese movie that would never like come out to America like theaters or anything along those lines. So I remember like at a young age where I would enjoy like watching these episodes, like these shows on Toonami and Cartoon Network, like Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw Star, Dragon Ball Z, um, Pokemon, sort of that basket of anime, but I would personally go out, and this was, again, before the internet, because then, you know, the internet came around and you could just, like, search things up. 
but I would personally like go out to like weirder, like, I guess conventions or places like Videodrome or other rental places that had anime and like seek these sort of anime series out these more obscure anime series that um, came out because another one that I really kind of seeked out before it was on Toonami was Evangelion. I remember, you know, watching that just kind of be blown away. And I ended up buying like the entire series on uh, DVD. And um, it's, it's really interesting because like you have this like split when you were growing up of like people who mainly just watched like mainstream anime and it, it's you know it doesn't matter which way you like consumed your anime but like there were people out there like going and trying to find these like more obscure stranger ones like i remember there was um an anime that we actually watched in anime club that like i had never really seen before i think it was like it was an older anime it was like these two girls and roses and stuff like that. I forget the name. Yeah, I, I don't know which one that one is. Yeah, but like, it was it was a lot of fun just like finding out these like weirder ones, these like oh. odder particular series and stuff like that that were weren't mainstream. And you know, people would um, again. This was like before my anime list or something along those lines where you would like talk to people and they would be like, Oh, you know, this, this series is fantastic. Uh, I remember like watching some of the older Gundam just because like I had watched Gundam wing on, um, Toonami or cartoon network. And yeah. then like, I found out that there were like other Gundams out there and it was just kind of a lot of fun to like talking with people at these cons or, you know, people who own these rental stores and stuff like that and just kind of like being a community and like telling each other like your particular preference of anime and like exploring other people's like anime and stuff like that like bubblegum crisis was something that was recommended to me by like i think somebody over at videodrome who was like oh this is great you should rent this first like dvd of it and give it a watch and i did and i was like oh yeah this is really cool and then i started watching it cool yeah but yeah i mean it's interesting sort of seeing like how people got their start in anime if it was something that you know they actively seeked out or they kind of you know consumed more um not actively, but passive, where, you know, if it was on TV, they would watch it versus, like, you know, really kind of enjoying this media and, like, trying to find more of it. Yeah. What would you consider yourself? Like, were you more of, like, a passive, con like, consumer so, of anime, or did yeah, you... It was, it was definitely more passive. Like, um, you know, at, at the time when I was a, like a little kid, obviously, like a lot of the 80s cartoons and stuff was mainly what I was watching. Yeah. Um, I remember there's there's an anime version of um, uh, Wizard of Oz. Mm. 
Like it's a continuation of it. I did not. Know I don't that. know how many episodes there are. I know there's enough for them to be syndicated. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And it's funny. It, like my my fandom of that as a four or five year old. Yeah. Translates to there are a lot of pictures of me as a kid <laughs> where I'm like throwing up a peace sign. Yeah. Which you'll know is something that happens a lot in anime because. Yeah. It was an anime, and I was super into it. And, I and you're like, a lot this is, this of it. This is I was just cool mimicking it, right? So yeah. whenever I'm in a picture or aware that my picture is being taken from like four to six, mm-hmm. maybe I'm invariably flashing a peace sign. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so what was um, like? I guess the the anime that probably left. So it well, so I. Like I was saying, I'm I'm definitely my consumption of it was more passive. Mm-hmm. Um, as a kid, um, my like, because I when when you first proposed this, like I was um, like there, there, there's basically been three waves of what's pulled me into anime mm-hmm. recently, or uh, and so as a kid, um, my family in Japan would periodically send my grandmother like care packages of like you know food things like that yeah things things from japan that she would be missing um and they every now and then because they knew that that between me and my brother like she would babysit us occasionally they would include uh, vhs's Mm -hmm. of like certain movies and stuff and they're all in Japanese, right? Yeah. So babysitting sessions with her would be her like telling us what was going on and <laughs> what you were watching. Yeah. But the two that really stuck out to me uh, are um, uh, Studio Ghibli films. Yeah. So, and to this day, they're my, they're my favorites. I once the pandemic's over, I'm going to go get one of these tattoos. But like, I currently have. A Totoro on my arm for my neighbor Totoro. Nice. Um, yeah. Which is fantastic. Is, it's super fantastic. Yeah. It's, uh, again, it's one of those movies that. No, it was, I, and the tattoo is fantastic to too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, the, the, the movie, it's, um, it's funny because to me, like, those are more like, uh, fables almost mm-hmm. in a way because while the movie was playing i still had someone telling me what was going on yeah sort of like telling you <laughs> right? a story so like yeah bedtime stories almost um and the other one that i need to get a tattoo of is pompico mm-hmm. um which yeah <laughs> which i actually watched with you and your wife yeah mm-hmm. it, well it's so it's one of the lesser known ones and i don't know why i think it's because his son did it i don't think miyazaki actually or Hayao Miyazaki mm-hmm. uh, didn't really have anything um, to do with that. Right? Yeah. Um, and you know, every now and then they would send stuff that, you know, my grandmother is of the generation that she did not share this uh, <laughs> with us. But like uh, at the time, I had one of. Well, I guess they're technically a. I guess they're a second cousin if they're my dad's cousin because they're of his generation. But they they would do um, translation for different uh, manga houses. Oh, so that's cool. One of 
Yeah, like so. So one of the the um, people that he worked for was uh, Clamp, and mm-hmm. so there's like two or three random volumes of like X and like Magic Knight Ray Earth. it's it's all in japanese and like so i can't because like it's just what was available over there but like neither one of those stories have things that my grandmother was going to sit and read to me yeah (laughs) Yeah. i flip through this thing i mean um and, and it's it's funny because like i guess i was in a social circle where anime was such a a big influence like you know a lot of my friends we all enjoyed anime like yeah i learned about like escaflone which is another fantastic anime that i don't think gets enough love it's another sort of like mech but it's a mech anime that's based in like a fantasy world like medieval times sort of it's I think I've really seen bits good. and pieces of that through yeah. anime clubs, um, because that was the other thing is that that pulled me in mm-hmm. um, as a as a teenager is um, well one seeing Akira because someone oh, was doing yeah. a write up of it because like I I read um, Akira Wizard... gave me nightmares. Well, so I read Wizard magazine and they had an article about. Um, a planned live action adaptation of it and this is that in like 1996 mind yeah. you <laughs> like this is yet to happen but they were they were talking about how awesome that would be basically yeah. and um so i was like well i have to track this down and so you know obviously blockbuster had it so mm-hmm. i checked it out and was immediately hooked yeah. um like that and keep in mind the the movie of that is only about the first half of the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've read the manga of um, yeah. Akira, and it goes like further into like the brain altering drugs and stuff like that. It's it's really cool. I would again recommend if you've watched Akira and you enjoy it, I would recommend like reading the manga as well but and it it was just sort of like a a pastime with friends where we would talk about like particular you know anime that we would watch we would recommend things to each other we would go over to each other's house and sort of like watch anime so it was definitely a big part of my life like i remember a lot of my friend circles we would you know as kids do we would spend the night and we would stay up like watching just like random anime that we had gotten from somewhere because there was also a a store here that was pretty much dedicated to just selling like anime and stuff like that and it's been around forever and i remember going there a lot like and looking at the anime and just like picking up interesting things and gain recommendations (laughs) from the staff and everything along those lines see i didn't have anything like that because you know like atlanta obviously would have something like that but Mm -hmm. like for me it was this the singular local comic shop in the mall um yeah that's weird a mall like comic book shop yeah it was it was in the mall and then they moved to their own 
location. Mm-hmm. And then um, also in the mall was a Suncoast video, hmm. um, which, you know, like after I saw or rented Akira, like I bought it and the guy at um, Suncoast who was checking me out was like, oh, well, you like Akira, so you should watch this, and handed me Armitage. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's Armitage, an OVA. no. Um, but it's it's cyberpunk. Like, it's it's also kind of what, what got me into the cyberpunk hole, oh, is, cool. is between Akira and Armitage. And mm-hmm. that's another distinction that I, I don't think still exists, is yeah. uh, the difference between OVAs and just regular series. Yeah. Because, um, like, you know, OVAs would would be, you know, $30 on video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it'd be like an hour. It'd be, it'd be like one episode, but, but the, the animation in it would be incredible because they would sink, you know, 10 or 12 episodes worth of budget into mm-hmm. this one thing. Yeah, um, and I don't know. I feel like it was a little bit more of a, a social thing. Just because, like, mm. if you wanted to watch something and you didn't want to, like, spend money on it, you would go yeah. to your friend's place and you would watch yeah. it there. Like, now you can go to, you know, Crunchyroll or another streaming service or something like that and watch a particular series. I know that there is, like, my anime list where yeah. you basically write down, like, what you've been watching your recommendations things along those lines and um a lot of people say that's really good i haven't really used it too often mm-hmm. uh but i i do feel like there there has kind of lost a little bit of that like community at least yeah i think it's i think it's a lot of things like you know when when i was or maybe i'm just being an old person yelling at the clouds well no like you have a point like there's there's um you know i i think that like clubs and stuff are more common in like colleges now but like and when i was in high school we had an anime club Mm -hmm. like that's how i saw cowboy bebop yeah i mean that's how i saw a lot of these particular because like you know as a kid you don't have unlimited resources like you know you get like yeah $20 and you're like time to buy this dvd so you would kind of like pull your (laughs) whole um anime collection with your friends like you know you might have outlaw star but your friends end up having like you know escaflone so you would go over to the person's place and watch it and then they would come over to your place and watch what you had and stuff like that well it's it's funny the um one of the podcasts I listened to, the, uh, the the co-host was talking about how like how strange it was to get uh, fan subs for shows because like he he got way into Sailor Moon mm-hmm. and found this guy through a BBS that you send him like ten blank video or VHSs and then the money that goes with it and he would send you back fan translations and like recorded on the the uh the videos for like sailor moon for example 
Um, and, and like, I feel like that's something that doesn't happen anymore just because there's like simultaneous translation software now. So yeah. like, so yeah, like the there's, there's less of like a, like a community, like you were talking about. Um, I, I don't know if you want to go down the distinction between, uh, Japanese and versus Korean animation or not, but I do know like just in terms of how the culture like will spread, you know, mm-hmm. Japanese animation is very heavily protected with, with like IP and yeah. stuff. And a, a huge part of why like K-pop bands and Korean animation and stuff like that is proliferating so heavily is that the Korean broadcasting services, as soon as something airs in Korea, like they just put it up on their YouTube page. Yeah. Right. So it's very easy to track down. It's very easy to, to access. Whereas like, you know, Japan still has very much has like a, like a um, collector's mindset almost mm-hmm. like um, I was looking online at getting the old school sailor moon that's been like remastered and put on blu-ray for like a present for my wife yeah and uh they'll sell blu-rays with uh i think it's like two or three episodes per blu-ray in each blu-ray is like 65 dollars it's like that's crazy uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) like so so like that barrier to entry like has gone up and and it's made made it difficult for people to find things yeah um and and you know i feel like high school clubs like there's less and less opportunities for people to have like an anime club Um, yeah and it's just i don't know it it's interesting because like i really do think that sense of community was what drove the fire yeah that started me down this whole like anime experience it's what really you know motivated motivated me to like explore the space and everything like that right because you know like i said a lot of a lot of what i had uh, experienced was through clubs or through like Mm -hmm. uh conventions and stuff like that and again you know once conventions come back and everything i do think that's a a great space to sort of like talk with people and it's also another place where i go and like i watch in the watch rooms like particular animes i've never seen i usually try to make it a point of it of going and watching like something that I hadn't seen that I was interested in. Like I would have never found out about like panties and stockings with garter belt, (laughs) which is a, a weird, but yet fantastic, like strange anime. Have you ever seen that? Uh, no, but it's in my, uh, Amazon prime queue. Yeah. It's, it's strange, but based on the recommendation. Ah, okay. (laughs) It's, it's strange. It's funny. Um, but it's, it's definitely a a ride and everything, but but yeah, like you wouldn't find, um, these older, like anime, uh, like golden boy. Golden boy is a, another really good anime that's like 
from the 80s or like Lupin the Third, which is another fantastic series. Uh, I, and it's just like, it's really interesting to sort of like go and explore other particular series. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, I, well, it's so hard to do now because like, like I've, I've said this to my wife before because, um, well, yeah, I'll, I'll just go through the, the next couple that I had on my list is, mm-hmm. as like as an adult, getting kind of pulled more back into anime like I've, I've been watching a little bit more but it all started uh well much longer than i'd i'd care to admit now i guess maybe <laughs> five or six years ago with um attack on titan and yeah. modica it was like a one-two punch of like what this is am-? because like for a while i guess i just had had been out of the community for long enough that i, I just i didn't know what shows were happening yeah you know and and or i had very little interest in the ones that were happening that 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 did make it on my radar yeah are you excited about um attack on time the final season well so i haven't watched it past the first two seasons Uh, okay um so so i don't know is it the third season or uh it's the fourth season this is going to be the final season um I had actually stopped watching it um, basically during its hiatus Hmm. between the first and second season. Though, you know, everybody swears that the second season isn't the greatest, but it gets much, much better after that. Gotcha. So I'm actually pretty excited to kind of start back and you know well if it's the final season i'll probably just watch it all when it's when it's done when it's released yeah because like um yeah like i i just watched it through through netflix and like the Mm -hmm. same with modica like i highly recommend that one if you're (sighs) that's it's not the best one to start out on um what's a little bit more monica i yeah, it sounds Monica. familiar, but like I can't. So it's a, so I would say it's a little bit more intermediate to advanced to really like make sense of. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe not not advanced, maybe intermediate, because like looking at my list, like I have like my genre interests are all over the place. Like I've got Akira, I've got Cowboy Bebop, Neo mm-hmm. Genesis, Sailor Moon, um, Dragon Ball Z ghibli stuff (laughs) like um but but like you kind of have to be familiar with some of the tropes of anime yeah um specifically with madoka you have to be familiar kind of enough with the tropes of like magical girl stuff Mm. because it's a subversion of all of that oh yeah uh and i don't want to ruin it because it's so great it's only 12 episodes oh um it's i i highly recommend it's it's like on my top 10 list of, of anime. oh interesting yeah um, it was a um, anime called excel saga which they and would... that's the one that's why i said monica is not advanced excel saga is, is advanced, advanced master class yeah. in subverting anime tropes <laughs> yeah because they would play on so many like each episode was a different like play on a trope or it wasn't even limited to anime tropes it was a lot of like japanese tropes 
But I remember yeah, uh, getting there's, there's a couple of episodes that are just like you have to know Japanese culture to get the joke. Well, well, you have to also be like there's one I'm thinking of specifically that it's maybe two or three episodes in, mm-hmm. and you have to be familiar with the Japanese like because I wasn't understanding what what was supposed to be funny in it. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, oh, well, these two words sound similar to these two words. And so, like, they're making puns. And, like, so you have to know the language to a certain yeah. extent to yeah. get what they're talking about. Um, um, it was great, though, on the DVD, yeah. at least the DVD I had. It had a um, a function where it would note, like, particular jokes like it would note like oh why. so they would break those down for you yeah like sort of um that mtv sort of what was it when it would pop up like little little tidbits about a music video or something like that oh pop-up video yeah yeah sort of like that was that. vh1 my friend oh that's the old person's channel oh <laughs> gosh <laughs> forgot that it even exists vh1 or VH1? No, I mean it's the same company. Like yeah. VH1 was just targeted towards people like our parents' age. Yeah, huh. yeah. interesting. Uh, but yeah, so it's you know it's it's crazy like how wide and immense anime is. Yeah. Like you know, I think a lot of people looking outside in see it as like this one particular genre where it is so diverse and unique and i think it can check so many different boxes for so many different people like there's horror anime there's you know actual love feel good anime there's just all sorts of different like genre for whatever meets your needs so yeah i mean I forget the genre name, but like there's there's basically like slice. Right? Maybe it is slice of life. Yeah, anime, there's slice of life, mm-hmm. where it's just going like through the day. Yeah, cute <laughs> people being cute. Yeah, uh, it's like a Promise w- Neverland. Show, Promise Neverland is a fantastic horror uh, anime. The Promise Neverland and uh, Made in the Abyss. Promise Neverland is a horror anime. It it is. That may be a spoiler, because I didn't know that that was a horror anime. <laughs> I mean, in episode two, you realize it, but I'm not quoting oh, okay. why. But Made in Abyss is also a really good, like, scary anime. I've been wanting to watch that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a, another recommendation. So, a quick question. If you could basically gain the knowledge of a particular like not the knowledge but like you could say that you've seen the entire series of a i guess a series what series would that be for which particular like anime do you know oh god kind of get what i'm saying did did i explain that like yeah or or, so 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 if you could like say like instantly like if there was one series that you could like just have watched like yeah you know be it let's say dragon ball z where you know you'd say dragon ball z and then you would know all of dragon ball z you 
So, I think I have two for very similar reasons. Mm-hmm. Is I would love to because it's it's impossible without pirating mm-hmm. to track it down from what I've been able to find. Um, but I would love to see the entirety of Beast King Go Lion, hmm. okay. which is the anime that they pulled apart and put together for Voltron. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, because it's apparently very, very different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other one would be whatever the shows are that make up Robotech. Because Ro- Robotech's interesting, but it's Robotech like three different shows that they've, yeah. ripped. They've, they've just kind of put together. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to know what's actually going on. What's going on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my two would be One Piece. Like, I never got into One Piece, and it's long. Oh, God, and there's a million episodes of that. Yeah. There. So if I could, like, instantly just kind of know One Piece, I think it would be One Piece. Or jojo like a lot of people have told me jojo is a really good like anime it's but real again, good but it's real strange and and there's like a bunch of like episodes and everything oh is oh well i just know what's on um uh netflix oh, okay um so jojo's bizarre adventure i'm looking up yeah so there's a TV series and an OVA series. It's mm-hmm. probably the TV series. So the TV series is because there's a like a lot of cool references. Like a lot of the, um, and again, this is through translation, but a lo- or not even through translation. This is like the characters' names in Japanese are like names of bands. Yeah, like. Um, so JoJo's is doable. It looks like there's, let's see, 74. So it looks like there's about 130 episodes. Yeah, yeah. Which, for people who are maybe unfamiliar with anime, typically if it's not OVA, like, your shorter shows will be like six episodes. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. there's 12, 25, 50, is it 51? Yeah. And then the endless number, like uh, One Piece, uh, the TV show has 956 episodes. I'm, yeah. I'm not making that up. There's literally 956 episodes. One Piece is, is definitely a commitment. But, like, yeah. I hear it's And it's still good. showing. I like, hear it's They're good. in their 20th season, and they're right now there's 66 episodes in this 20th season, and it's still running. Yeah. But like people swear by it, like I, that's way too much for me to want to like dive into. Yeah, no, that's why I'm saying like you have to be able to just look at the arcs. Like I wouldn't mind reading the um, like a summary. I think of the different arcs mm -hmm. because like I'm looking in like the first story arc is 61 episodes. Yeah uh well the 17th arc is 118 (laughs) well yeah those would be my two animes would be jojo and would be one piece okay yeah i think i would love to like just instantly kind of like know those (laughs) those are probably much more 
useful i'm just i'm curious about what i'm missing no yeah i I would be interested (laughs) like i really loved robotech i actually played a um they have a rpg robotech game that i played which was a lot of fun yeah isn't that it's um is it the macross saga that it converts yeah yeah with zentradi and and minmay and everybody yeah 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 um it's just ridiculous because you you remember like they would have these multi-reflex warheads that they would shoot out of the um yes (laughs) yeah just imagine rolling so many dice for all of those uh well i imagine it'd be like playing exalted (laughs) (laughs) basically it was it was exactly like playing exalted it's proto exalted (laughs) yeah where you're just like so I'm going to shoot all of my warheads. I have like a hundred. So roll a hundred sixes. Go for it. Yeah. I felt sorry for whoever was running that game. <laughs> because that was a nightmare. <laughs> well, I um I guess my my last question is mm-hmm. uh, and and maybe Maybe this is something that exists out there, but I've, I've said to my wife numerous times, I wish that there were an adult anime club. And by adult anime club, I don't mean... <laughs> all the hentai. hentai club. <laughs> Watch I all mean, the hentai. I, I mean you... an anime club for like people who are no longer in like... Yeah. No, I, I, would, I would love it, like a and just like go to a library and watch like one or two episodes every or like the third Wednesday of every month or whatever. Yeah, I think that would be really cool of just like random yeah. anime. If if you know of a particular club, let us know. Yeah, like, if yeah, if anyone out there is is familiar with it, um, I mean, even digitally, like I feel like. Because I know that watch parties are becoming a, uh, I guess, a thing on like Twitch and YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess so. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I never expected that to sort of take off, but yeah, where like people end up watching um, movies together. Hmm. Yeah. There was. Um, a couple of uh, watch parties that I saw on, uh, I guess, YouTube. Somebody was watching, like, uh, what's that one movie? Um, Die Hard? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I think there's a, a particular channel where you can watch, like, Shrek every month, if that's your thing. Shrek every month? Yeah. Don't you huh. want to be ogre about it? <laughs> sorry that was that was bad that that wasn't good oh <laughs> uh, boy uh well, those are did, the you puns. To, did you want to move on to me me me's or do you have final thoughts on um anime hole nah, i conundrum? think i think everything that kind of talked about like i yeah, I would be really interested in see if there would be a, um, I guess, an adult sort of anime club. Well, hopefully the pandemic ends and maybe we can start one and just, you know. Yeah. 
visit a room in a library and say, hey, we'd like to reserve this room the first Thursday or every month or whatever. (laughs) Whatever date. Um, And watch a couple of episodes and then, you know, do like what we did in college and watch a couple episodes, go out for dinner somewhere afterwards and talk about it. Yeah, and I mean, because again, like in um, Anime Club, it kind of opened my eyes to a couple of things i think i think that's where i started first watching um naruto was through anime club hmm. yeah i think we watched an episode of naruto and i was like this is my jam and that must have been either a night that i missed or before my time <laughs> maybe maybe I because remember i remember getting that. like DVDs from our mutual friend who also was in Anime Club. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That started me down the rabbit hole of Naruto. That's a that's an anime. Now it's I down wish. to uh, Boruto, right? Yeah, I'm not watching Bar- Boruto. You get out <laughs> with that crap. Oh, oh man, maybe I can, uh, I can share, I'll, I'll put this on the Facebook. Um, but, uh, I, I took a, um, this is several years ago, but when the Beltline, mm-hmm. it, it, it's the Beltline, right? The trail that yeah, happened up here line. in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. So the Beltline, there was this piece of graffiti that my wife showed me that I had to take a picture of and I threw it up on my Instagram where someone had spray painted, you know, most people put like murals and stuff mm-hmm. up. And this particular one was just, I like anime. And then in parentheses under it, it was, it was obviously the same person. So yeah. it was one piece, but it was, I like anime. And then in parentheses, not Naruto. Not Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> Naruto does get a bum rap. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's long. Like, yeah. you know, I, I was talking about like investing time in watching an anime. Like I invested time watching that anime. So yeah, but, uh, me as well. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's decent. It's I mean it's decent. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> we can we can end it on that note. Naruto, okay. it's decent. It's decent. It's an okay watch sometimes. Sometimes there's Depending. a lot of episodes I would skip, but I did not because. <laughs> I guess I just didn't. <laughs> uh, it was my my mistake. Well, um, yeah. I, if if that's where we're ending it, is Naruto is decent, maybe depending. Yeah. Um, I will. I guess I can kick off Mimi Me's. I, I've got three things, but two of them are closely related. Okay. Yeah, you can knock them. Um. So, uh, just like last episode, um read some more comics mm-hmm. um the first one is kurt busiek and alex ross's marvels mm-hmm. uh, and the other one is mark wade and alex ross's kingdom come um they're graphic novels they I, I don't think they were monthlies kingdom come might have been but um i just i love alex ross's illustration style um in the collected volumes that i have uh he's 
writing and sharing photos uh, that he took of himself in goofy-ass costumes for reference. Oh, cool. So a lot of his stuff looks looks like it's a dude wearing a real-life version of their costume because <laughs> his reference is himself wearing a shitty version of a costume that he's taken his art and made into what that costume would look like, if that makes sense. Like, it looks like yeah. the real fabric. Ah, oh, that's, that's um, pretty awesome. And he, he paints with oils, I think. So it's it's uh, it's very art arty looking. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, so Marvels uh, is uh, the work that he did with Kurt Busiek for um, Marvel, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's a, the main character is a photojournalist for the Daily Bugle. And it kind of follows the inception of the Marvel Universe. Like it's set in this, it's set in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it starts off like in the, in the thirties and it's like treating these, the, the characters from Marvel comics as if they were real and happening in a real timeline. So like the original human torch is like this secret weapon that was unveiled. Hmm. <laughs> um, it, it, like the original Human Torch was before it was repurposed into the Fantastic Four. So yeah. it's like an android that combusts when it comes into into contact with oxygen. Um, and the 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 main action follows this photojournalist as the heroes are emerging. So like it it the climax of the story is around when like Galactus is threatening to eat the world and the fantastic four is there to save the day right Mm -hmm. but it's from a human eye point like you're not getting the action that you get from reading the comics because the main character is a photojournalist and so he's taking pictures on the ground of these people fighting this giant alien that's going to eat the planet right yeah (laughs) Like, like it's just a different spin on it um it's it's really good. It's fantastically illustrated. Um, there's a podcast audio drama that Marvel put out called Marvels. Um, I think it's on Stitcher, but but I'm pretty sure it's on the Apple iTunes store. But uh, it's interesting to hear the audio version um, format of that. Oh, cool. Um, so I can hi- recommend that as well. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, the work that he did with uh, that Alex Ross did with Mark Wade uh, for Kingdom Come is um, for DC, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it has older versions of the characters. Like it's it came out in the I want to say mid nineties, and it's probably one of my top three um, like favorite graphic novels. Oh um, wow! It's it's uh like as an adult or like i didn't pick this up necessarily as a kid but but as an adult reading it it's commentary on how mean the comics industry got in the 90s like with like mean how how, like how violent it got oh how it Um, got like dark and everything yeah like how like the edge that had to be on every character for it to sell Mm, um mm -hmm because like so it's it's a a disaster sparks off the 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 main story and you know superman has been in retirement for decades like he's got this long ponytail and he's gray and 
Wonder Woman, I don't think, has aged very much. She may have gone gray. And hmm. Batman rules Gotham from the shadows with his army of bots because, like, he can barely walk because yeah. he spent but he's got all that technology. To... Yeah, exactly. Like, and so it's it's the it's you know the Silver Age um, versions of these characters having to fix the mess that if you have a bunch of heroes who are ultra violent and willy-nilly cause destruction like that's a problem in itself yeah um and so they're they're cleaning up the problems that have come about because of all that but it's it's a really well-written story that sounds really um, cool yeah and fantastically illustrated highly recommend it well nice yeah so what was uh one of your things so i ended up playing into the breach it's a um it's a steam game it's from the developers of faster than light um which is a great game uh faster than light um i'm trying to find the developer at the moment not seeing who they are uh subset games Oh, okay. Yeah. So Into the Breach is is a I guess a a pixel game. Uh it's a it's a grid-based game where you're controlling three different mechs that have different abilities. And oh. the grid though, it's not like a large grid. It's only about 12 by 12. So it's it's fairly small. And okay. uh it's got um, I guess different terrain. So there's like water, there's forest, and then there's particular buildings and stuff like that. And you're fighting against these bugs. And the thing is, though, you have to make sure that you're not like destroying buildings and killing people as you're, you know, taking out these bugs. You're trying to f make sure that your ship isn't, like, falling off the map or falling into, like, the ocean or anything along those lines. And you're, like, right. trying to make sure that you're not, like, setting for or, like, forces on fire. And if you do, you're not, like, leaving your mech in the actual force fire. Because each <laughs> mech gets one, like, movement and then one action. Okay. And it's a lot of fun. It really is. It, it definitely taps into that whole um, grid-based kind of game that I really do enjoy. But it's it's very, it's very, not hard, but like it's very un, unforgiving. Like okay. with the map being such a small map, like, and you don't get to undo any of your moves. Like once you move, your mech then you're done so like sometimes you'll you'll have like a plan where you're like oh i'll move this mech like one down and i'll punch this bug but then you're like oh crap that mech's now in the way of my mech that shoots and i'm going to hit my mech now oh uh, okay so it's kind of like a like a pre-programmed sort of like, like plan game, kind of like like robo rally uh a almost. little bit like you're not planning out all the movements of your mech okay. you do move one mech at a 
at a time, but like oh, so it's not like match. you're doing this like way in advance and then it plays out. No, no, yeah, oh, okay. You have to have a little bit of foresight about like moving around your characters and stuff. But with gotcha. the the map being such a small map, and with there being so many like particular landmarks on those maps, you really yeah. do have to like plan out your moves ahead of time. And then, you know, like, different moves will, like, like, you can move, like, different moves will move other things. Like, one mech has this, like, punch move where you can punch a bug, but it's going to move the bug, like, one square to the back. And if there's a building there, like, you've destroyed that building. Great. You've killed a bunch of people. <laughs> Congratulations. So, yeah. it's It's been a lot of fun. Like, I really like this... Um, this developer i really enjoyed faster than light i played the heck out of that game i've clocked in about 30 hours into that game and i've played about 15 hours uh of into the breach and it's it's a lot of fun it definitely is um it's i found out you know now that i have a new phone and everything it's actually on uh mobile too i mean with it being like a pixel game and everything and oh, really? having like such a small um uh map and everything you can play it on your phone as well as the switch oh that's cool yeah so yeah it's it's a lot of fun i highly recommend it it's if you really enjoyed faster than light i think you would enjoy this game as well and if you enjoy sort of like quick combat and the game doesn't take that much time like and uh, you takes about well it's only 12 grids so i can't imagine it would take too long well no that's the map is a 12 by 12 so right. kind of like a chessboard almost or maybe a little yeah, bit smaller so, so that's what i'm board. saying though like there's not like a whole lot of space for you to be yeah, because once you finish one level, it moves you to another level. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. sorry. I thought matches were... Okay, never mind. Yeah. I'm on the same page with you now. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's like, you know, you, you go through these... I believe there's four continents that you have to go through, and then the final continent. But, um, so a run probably takes about like an hour and a half, but you oh. unlock different mechs, which can synergize together which is a lot of fun. There's definitely like a support mech that will like throw on shields. Like this mech like throws shields onto buildings. So a building can take a hit before it being destroyed, which is pretty oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's got a lot of replayability and yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, so my next thing, let me flip to my page here, because mm -hmm. my notebook closed. Um, no. So I watched um, all of Legend of Korra. Oh, Because nice. all of it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, that show, um, I don't yeah. think it's as consistently strong as avatar no i don't think so either i think the second season kind of drops the ball but i believe that the third and fourth season make up for it yes i so yeah like if i had to rank them um 
my notes here are one is awesome, mm-hmm. two is eh, three yeah. is wow, and yeah. then four is OMG. So ranked, I have the first and third seasons um, it, as like my favorite seasons. Yeah. Uh, the fourth season is my second favorite, and then the second season is my absolute I would skip yeah. this if I were watching a series. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I, I it, it's an interesting villain. Um, I, you know, it's an interesting concept between like vendors and non-vendors and everything like that. But just it, yeah. it's poorly executed. I do like the um, the other villains. I, I think the the third season has the best like antagonists. Well, so I I like that they progress the world further. Mm-hmm. Like even even with the bending, where like yeah, metal benders are just a thing now. Yeah, and they can make like cool sculptures and everything along those lines. Yeah, like yeah. well, and and um, yeah, it's just it's interesting to see like nineteen twenties shanghai almost or 1920s hong kong mm-hmm. um seems to be like the atmosphere that they're going for with with republic city yeah um it's it's interesting to see modern day like characters wearing like western style suits and things yeah. uh, kind of like what you see in photos from like heian no meiji era uh, japan mm-hmm. where like they were getting the railroad and they were having Germans come in and the Dutch come in and, yeah. <laughs> and um, hosting the English ambassadors and stuff like that, where it's like, okay, there's this weird mix of traditional and modern. Um, you know, one of the characters uh, is really good with, with the uh, vehicles and things like that. Like it, it's, it's uh, an interesting take on the show. Yeah. I really do um, think that they they get their footing on the third and fourth season. So, yeah. I, it's it's a recommend, like definitely for me. You know, if you really enjoyed Avatar the first season, like Avatar's a great series. Like you know, I think it's it's probably stronger than Korra, but like Korra, and but that's not like putting Korra down because Korra is super strong too. Sure, sure, yeah. I think that, you know, it's awesome that they add in a lot to the world that Avatar, you know, built. So Yeah, well and I, I like it for the there's not an edge to it. it. It's you know, Avatar itself is like there are dark, intense moments, mm-hmm. but the characters are all kids and so they they experience the world differently yeah than cora and her friends who are adults <laughs> um, <laughs> just by making the cast a little bit older i think they were able to go in yeah explore new new, new territory more tense more violent like there are people that just straight up get, i mean you know in avatar a lot of that is implied but yeah it's a harsher darker timeline in the future and so um yeah like it's it's um 
I, I wouldn't say it's for young kids. I, I think this is probably for the same audience that watched the first show when it was on the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, if we were doing um, our, our media breakdowns of the previous years, I would, I would since especially since we did an episode on Avatar, I wouldn't mind doing an episode of Legend of Korra. Just because yeah, I mean, we could just show. do like, you know, just in general, just yeah. Avatar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, but yeah, that, that was it for me. Okay. Uh, my last thing is um, I got to play Among Us with uh, actual friends. Uh, yeah. Not with just like randos and stuff like that. And boy, is it so much fun playing it with actual friends like i played the game a little bit with like randoms it just when it became like really popular i because like i watched people stream it um and there's a lot of like good streamers out there that play it but usually you know when those streamers play the game they're playing with their friends like they usually have a full lobby of 10 people who they're able to chat with and stuff like that but when you're playing it by yourself you're pretty much just like chatting via text you know in the actual like text box area and it doesn't have that kind of like flavor that i was looking for so i was kind of disappointed in the game a little bit but once i actually got like a bunch of people together to like play this game i think that's when this game really excels and it's crazy like how popular this game has exploded did you know it's like one of the number one streaming games on twitch which is funny because this game came out a while ago yep three years ago multiple years ago yeah Mm -hmm. so three years ago yeah and um they're now like you know trying to update it and everything like that yeah they're (laughs) trying to you know because you know how large the dev team is uh six people three people three okay yeah uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's definitely so. It's definitely a, a game that I would recommend, and you don't even have to have a full lobby of like ten people. Usually, like around eight people seems to be the magic number, like eight or ten people. But yeah, um, yeah it it was just a lot of fun playing it with friends. It was a lot of fun just like kind of chatting and talking with folks and like going through and everything. I could see it. I wouldn't be like a game that I would want to play like every week for hours upon hours like some of these streamers do but it's definitely a good like monthly game if you just wanted to like get some people together and play it's very easy it's very accessible I don't think you know it takes that long to explain all the mechanics it's nice that it's free on the phone so you don't have to like get people to like fully commit to a lot of things and yeah. like the connection's pretty pretty decent too even uh, because yeah. i had a couple friends throughout this whole uh i guess throughout the entire us and we didn't have any sort of like connection errors or anything along those lines yeah no well and i know when we were playing like i was one of the people playing on my phone and mm-hmm. Like, the only thing that was an issue that I would say is that when you have Discord 
and yeah. Among Us yeah. running simultaneously on your phone. On your phone is a little um, difficult. Go back to Discord to respond to like a, uh, a message that someone sends you. Mm-hmm. It just drops you completely out of Among Us. Uh, okay. <laughs> but you're able to like run and talk. Thing. Like I was at the same. Like that was only if you like actually went back to Discord, right? Right, right. Oh, okay. Um, so I mean, you know, like that's that's not a huge, huge issue or anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's um it's understandable. Uh it's frustrating, but uh like when that happens, but like after it happened that first time, I was just like, oh, okay, okay, I just won't do that again. I'll yeah. just stay in this game. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just talk. Via... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it was it was definitely a, a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I would recommend this game, even like for your non-gamer friends. I think it was kind of easy to explain. And, you know, after you play like a game or two, you know what's up. And you know, sort of like how to like get into the groove of the game. So I would recommend it. Like, if you have some like non gamer friends who you just want to hang out with and talk to, I would highly recommend maybe doing Among Us. Get some folks together and uh, play a round or two and just like chat, chat and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a very fun game. Yeah. It's, it's a game I would recommend for, uh, you know, a game night when you don't want to like fully commit to a, a large game or something like that. When you don't right. want to pull out, you know, um, I was going to say a large game. Um, Twilight Imperium. There, that's a game. <laughs> that's a large game. That's that's a large game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Cool. Well. um... In that case, we'll be back in a couple weeks to talk about the uh, book club book. Um, yeah, Turtles. John Green, Turtles, all the way, way down. down. All the way. Um, in the meantime, you can uh, keep track of us in our various social media places on Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram. and um, Yeah, just give us a shout out. Give us a good rating. Yeah, <laughs> um, we always appreciate it. And... I I know I for one like this conversational back and forth. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a lot of fun. But let us know what you all think, and I guess we'll see you on the flippity floppity. Yeah, we'll see you on the flippity flop flop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>